This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery, just like Leicester City this season. So the only thing left to say is, you win, order now on the McDonald's app. And you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. 95% of Uber Eats orders are on time, which is great. Because the only thing I care about more than football... Is spicy pepperoni pizza for kickoff. But on the off chance your order is late, Uber Eats will give you three months $0 delivery fee with a free Uber One membership. Now that's a spicy offer. On time claim based on latest arrival time shown after order is placed. Offer ends to 19-2023. Current Uber One members not eligible. Subscription will auto-renew at $9.99 each month starting three months from initial enrollment. See Uber.com slash Uber One for terms. Benefits available only for eligible stores. Order minimum supply. Leicester Till I Die TV. Watch and subscribe on YouTube and listen on your podcast platform. Oh, Matt Elliott here. Hi, Alan Smith here. Hey guys, Ian Hume here. Hi everybody, Jerry Taggart here. Be sure to watch Chris and Leicester Till I Die TV for all the latest Leicester City news and information. You can also subscribe on YouTube and various social media channels for the latest updates and news on Leicester City Football Club. Come on, you foxes. Back of the net. It didn't happen in 49, 61, 63 or 69 when they reached the final. But the class of 2021 have delivered. Leicester City are FA Cup winners at last and are history makers at Wembley. A modern day football miracle. They have blown their rivals away. They have blown us all away in truth. Premier League champions 2016, the amazing Leicester City!
Leicester Till I Die TV. Your first choice for everything Leicester City. Tune in and join in now. And now, here's your host. All right, Chris. All right there. Good evening, one and all. How the devil are we all? Yes, we, we've still got a couple of games left, but we are rushing towards the finish line uh, a week to a week on Sunday. We've got the last games of the Premier League, uh, but tomorrow we've got a little rematch. <laughs> so we've played a lot since then. But I was uh, talking. We've got pitch coming on from um, TMA uh, Watford fan channel in a second. I still remember Deeney's goal and every highlight you see about last day's wins and amazing it, it's it's always on there it's always on there anyway my therapist says it's good to talk so that's what i'm doing trying to get rid of it this is letters lie die tv you are watching the leicester Sir watford versus leicester city preview please when it comes out do that if you're on youtube uh give us a subscribe smash the likes and please 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 do subscribe as well. Uh, just a couple of things to to bring up before we uh, we get onto the main body of the show. Uh, coming up tomorrow at four fifteen, we've got a watch along for Chelsea versus Liverpool in the FA Cup final. Uh, a year ago, we were winning this. Yeah, it's been a long year since then, hasn't it? It's going to be quite sad. It's, it feels a bit like giving your daughter away when she gets married. Giving the FA Cup away. Oh, God. And we've got this coming up as after the season finishes, after the last game. Ex Leicester City defender Jerry Taggart will be on to talk about Leicester City's season. And I'm sure that you'll have loads of questions to ask him. But this one, please note, it is on Facebook only. Uh, sorry, on YouTube only. It's not on Facebook, it's not on Twitter. Uh, you've got to be subscribed on YouTube to watch it. Um, thanks very much. Let, let, let's have a bit of this show. It's we? time for the Daily Lester. Leicester City FC on this day in history with Leicester Till I Die TV. You know, people have accused me of just throwing this show together. How you could ever do that, I don't know. But on this day in 1992, what were you doing, Leicester fans? Well, I'll tell you what Leicester City were doing. They secured a return to Wembley after 23 years with a 5-0 cushion defeat of Cambridge United in the second leg of the Division One playoff semi-final. We could do with that score tomorrow, couldn't we? Um, the... <laughs> Tommy Wright got two. Do you remember top to all Tommy Wright? Uh, Steve Thompson, Kevin Russell, the rooster. I, I was struggling then to remember the rooster. Ian Ormeroyd, sticks, eh? My God. The, uh, the, 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 the Yannick Vestergaard of his day. <laughs> they found the target as Cambridge fell apart. Oh, any chance of what for doing that tomorrow? Anyway, I've been keeping talking because we've been waiting for him to come in. He has been... He's got a new girlfriend, uh, and I'm sure before he comes on the show, he's on there. And you put the phone down. No, you put the phone down. No, you put the phone down. No, 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 you do. Hello, Brad. <laughs> Hi, mate. How are you doing? <laughs> well, how the devil are you? <laughs> uh, I'm not too. I'm not too bad, mate. Uh, what a what a day that was in '92, hey? I mean, I was 
just struggling to learn how to walk at that age. But I have seen the highlights in. Was that the game that uh, a former Fox, Steve Claridge, played for Cambridge? Didn't he play against us in that? Dion Dublin, I think, played for Cambridge then, didn't he? I know, yeah, I know one of them definitely did, yeah. but I'm pretty finals. I think Steve Claridge did. Um, he got me out of now. Dion Dublin did. Um, Scott, good evening. How the devil are you? Welcome along, sir. And talk. Nice of you to pop in, guys. Another thing, I'm not sure because um, whether this was done before or after, but you, if you get across to YouTube, Football versus Cancer, it's Talk's new channel, and it's obviously all about men's cancer and ladies' cancer as well. Uh, and it's a great channel, raising funds for this great cause, and uh, Football versus Cancer, we will together beat it. So uh, get over there and give that channel a subscription and like. And I welcome the man with, I've got to say, the best hairdo that I've ever seen talking on YouTube. It's Pidge from TaylorMade. Um, hey, good, boys. They're good, mate. It's flattened out a little bit at the moment. I, was, I spiked it up yesterday, didn't I? Hello, did. Brad. You're right, mate. Uh, sorry, did I'm sorting out everything my own. And nothing's going on. I can barely hear people with this new <laughs> treatment I'm having. Sorry, mate. How are you doing? Yeah, good mate, good mate. I, I, I hope you're good. Long time no see as well. Ah, yeah. yeah. You see the outcome of the quiz? Yeah, yeah, mate. I'll finish above Palace, so I'm happy with that. <laughs> 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 we got a new, we got, we, at the last minute in the quiz, um, Ankit lost it, of course. He held on to it and he lost it to Aston Villa last night. What a, what a shame. Like Chelsea in an FA Cup final, lost it in the last minute. Indeed, indeed. <laughs> yeah. uh, we all knew all about that being Leicester fans. Uh, Pidge, thanks very much for joining us. We're here to talk, obviously, about the Watford game. But first of all, you, your links are in the, the description below on YouTube. But tell everybody where they can find you. Yeah, cheers, mate. Thank. Um, just just before I do that, uh, pl a pleasure is a pleasure and an honour is ever to come on this channel, mate. By the way, and thank you very thank much you. for coming on me pod yesterday. No, um, I enjoyed, well, it, Chris, I enjoyed it. Yeah, um, if everyone could get over to Tanimade Army TV on YouTube, also um, Tanimade Army uh, Banter Forum on Facebook, Tanimade Army T TMA TV um, Facebook page as well, and also uh, TMA underscore TV on Twitter. Brilliant, brilliant. Get over there, yeah. say the links are in the description below. And I actually, um, and I said this on your channel yesterday, but I just want to you know, sort of say it again because it is the Watford game. Uh, I, I, well, two things. One, yeah, I'm still not over that Deeney goal, like I said. That still sends shivers down my spine. I remember watching that. I was with the two kids and we got the penalty. And there's me and one of my, ch uh, one of my sons jumping up and down, going, yeah, 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 penalty. And Sean, my oldest son, has said, we've got to score it yet, Dad. So I always blame him. He's lucky to still be in my will. Let me just say that. But uh, also as well, everybody knows what, what I've been saying about Norwich and Watford this season. And I did explain yesterday. I, not, I like Watford as a club, apart from, you know, the Troy Deeney moment. Nothing against them. But I just think, I said to you yesterday, you just seem to make a bit of fun of you come up, you get the money, you go down, you get the parachute pens, you come back up, you you know, you 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 board or your owners sort of Pozio families, it's sort of sack managers when you've only been up three weeks and what have you. And I just think as fans, you you deserve more because you know, when when you come up at the start of the season, 
do, do you not think that sort of you look at it, you think oh, we're going to go down again? I mean, you know, does, is there any bit of you that thinks we might do it this time? We might just stay up. Um, yeah, I, I, I think, yeah, I, I did. I put us for, you know, um, 15th, 16th. And a lot of people, obviously, it'll be laughable saying that now um, with yeah. how we how we fared this season. But we try to do it very similar to 2015, 2016, where we brought in a load of players um, to keep us up. One or two that are a bit more long term. See how we do. When we stay up, then we start really trying to um, spend a bit of the cash. And uh, mm. it worked last time. And this, the system that we had under the Pozzos, where we got rid of one head coach if it wasn't working out, and just all we were doing was replacing the figurehead, everything else stayed the same around. It seemed to have worked there. But the last three years, is um, obviously, we, we got promoted and, you know, fair play to the lads. But the last three years have been pretty pretty bad but that way that's probably being kind ever since the <laughs> fa cup final um where we re they yeah. really embarrassed themselves yeah. in that i mean they like you said and that's very kind of you mate um yeah so, some of the some of the fans definitely most of the fans definitely deserve much better i mean we, we, you know including me i've been critical of the team this season um more critical rather than abusive you know i like to be constructive uh, i like to take it game by game you know like say you do your fantastic podcast um i do mine you know every every week and we we base it on the game not to lose sight of the season and i just think yeah. this season yeah we we thought we could have stayed up but same old mistakes that happened um the last time we went down i mean brad it, it, you know, it's wise words there. It, it's very awkward for a team that's coming up to, to just get it right, isn't it? Because you don't want to overspend because we know, you know, what can happen if that happens, you know, uh, if you do that uh, and you start with a load of players that are, you pay in Premier League wages on. But we always, I mean, I've, you know, at the start of the season when we were sort of putting the table together where we thought people would end. And again, no disrespect to, to, to Watford and Norwich, but I think we all had them in the bottom two from, from well, before a ball had been kicked. Yeah, I mean, nine times out of ten teams that come up, at least two of them tend to go back down. It, you know, probably talking a regular pattern that two out of three, you know, Meatloaf, God rest him, said it ain't bad, <laughs> but in this case... It, I know, right? Uh, but in this case, it is bad, isn't it, to, to be in that two out of three that, mm. that kind of go down and come up. But True. I do really feel sorry for for the Watford owners. Uh, for the Watford owners, do I heck? I meant the fans of it. Because of the Watford owners was my sentence. See, my brain's not computing. Sorry. Uh, because, you know, it's the hope that kills you, as they say. You know, you guys must all have your group chats in groups of three or fours or fives of you. And at the start of every Premier League season, you might go, right, I'll have a five on three managers because you just don't know. It's like you just go to pot when you get to the Premiership. It's like it's like all of a sudden your your owners go from yep we're a Championship side we need to survive to we've got to win the league we've got to get Europe and twelve isn't good enough. No, it's not happening. Get out the door. And it's like well what? Why are you sacking these managers three months, two months, two weeks, three hours into a job? But it does. It, you're never going to stay up. Like, you know, I even said it about other clubs. But you could genuinely give Jurgen Klopp Watford and he wouldn't know what to do with them. Yeah. Because by the time he implements his way and gets Watford playing away, the owners are going to go, oh, all right, Jurgen, piss off, mate. Next. You know, I want to grab a ticket. Like, at the, you know, you go supermarket and you wait for your, your order from the butchers. <laughs> I feel like I'm going to go on, I might get a Watford job in like the next 
two to three seasons. And I do feel sorry for you because you guys, you as a fan, and obviously all the Overwatch fans will sit there going, oh, for God's sake, don't do the same as what we did the last season and the season before that. And when, oh, all right, maybe Ranieri was more ready for it and it was deserving of the sack. But surely when that first second came off, you, you must have been like, they're going, oh, here we go again. Yeah, yeah. Well, statistically, they say one in five men has already uh, have already been employed as head coach of Watford, by the way, in Britain. So that's an interesting start, isn't it? Um, yeah, we thought when Isco had come in, um, really, really nice bloke. You know, galvanised the team um, when uh, when um, Ivic left, uh, added attacking flair. We got promoted, got across the line, and we thought, okay. Um, we're going to keep him on. We didn't keep Yoka on when we got promoted. I think there's a lot of to and fro with contracts. So that was, that was nice that we, you know, we showed a little bit more of a contingency plan in hindsight. Um, it, it didn't work like that way. Uh, looking back, looking back at the whole season, it was a complete disaster. But yeah, like you said, people from the outside looking in, I don't take offense to that. I, um, when people say that, because what you know, when you look from the outside, it does look like that, and it's mm. it's becoming a joke from our fans' point of view as well. And uh, yeah, with the signing of um, Robert, uh, Rob, uh, yeah. Rob Edwards, yeah. I was doing that yesterday, wasn't I? Yeah. Uh, Rob yeah. Edwards, um, very very good coach, young hungry coach, very ambitious. Hopefully, yeah. that's a step in the right direction for us. But like you said, you know, yeah. it's uh, the proof's in the pudding, and. They said this last time that the lessons are going to be learnt or will be learnt, and it clearly wasn't. So let's hope um, second time around. I do wonder though, and I mean, Ant, it, it, I think Ant's in a devilish mood here. To be honest with you, um, it's just but uh, Ranier has won more than you. But I mean, and I, I mentioned this on your show last night, and we'll come and say to Rob Edwards in a second. But it was it was almost like the weirdest choice going because yes. He's obviously had a successful career. You know, he, he, he did well, he's, you know, with, with most clubs he's at at the start. But you'd seen only the season before that he couldn't keep the Foxes, you know, the Foxes. He couldn't keep Fulham up. And it's almost like, you know, if he'd gone for Sam Allardyce, I could have kind of understood it. But he'd looked, he'd looked at him and went, oh, yeah, last time he was in a relegation fight, he, he took Fulham down. He's the man for us. You know, it's that sort of, this, you know, this, this, choices that sort of confuse us. Mm, yeah, yeah, exactly. And then when we signed Ranieri, the only reservation, I said that straight away, that when he came in was the fact that he couldn't do it at Fulham. He did a fantastic with you guys, you know, always giving credit for that. Very experienced yeah. manager, um, proved it in multiple leagues. I just think as a survival specialist, uh, the football wouldn't have, would have been shocking. I would have gone for Big Sam now in hindsight, or I possibly would have got um, Hodgson in earlier, but with the current the current crop are just not um really with it or most of them anyway 15 of them are just absolutely shocking and that's the ones that have uh, um been playing so far but your your um one of your men's uh, one of your guys are saying that um he's won more than us well he hasn't won more than me mate cuz i've won the premier league and european cup multiple occasions on fifa so um <laughs> you know, uh, you know, um, yeah, we, we'll, have to check, we'll have to correct you on that, young man. But no, no, it's, it's absolutely true. You know, uh, Ranier, it was a shame because it just yeah. didn't work out and yeah. Hodgson was even worse. And I thought Hodgson coming yeah. in, I went, brilliant. If anyone's going to keep us up, it, it, you know, if it's not going to be Big Sam, it's certainly Roy. But hmm. I'd say I mean, I'm, 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 sorry, just to 
quickly jump in there, Chris, on, no, no, on, on the point of, of, of managers there. I'm surprised, and I'm pretty certain, given how early it, the first second sort of happened, I'm surprised that you didn't even try and go for Chris Hewton. Because I know he had a torrid time at Nottingham Forest, and you know they sat, but you you sat your manager in and around the same time. I, I could be wrong, but I'm, it feels like it was sort of close together. And I'm just surprised, given what he did for Brighton in, in getting them there, and and and, whole, and 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 you know, you know, getting teams promoted and being quite a successor at that job. Why he wasn't someone they looked to bring straight in? Was mm. that even on a radar for Watford fans? Was that name even a mention? Yeah, a few people, to be fair on him, not me personally, but a few people did actually say um, him as well. And look, it wouldn't have, it wouldn't have been a bad shout, to be fair. Uh, yeah, uh, when Isco did go, uh, we said this, the season we went up and the season um, just before he went, um, the f- few games before he got sacked, they, they should have got like A.D. Buford had he had... Um, uh, experienced head alongside him and even GT did it and that's what I think counted against Isco that he was a young rookie manager that needed some an experienced head alongside him uh, Keith Birkinshaw being the one for Buford and yeah yeah I was very surprised that well we didn't have much of a plan B under Isco that was the only thing that went against him and I think that's probably a bit of inexperience on his part it's a shame because like I say he's a yeah nice nice yeah. bloke so We'll say, um, good evening to St. Thomas Beckett. Lovely name, mate. Love it. Uh, welcome along. I've uh, not seen you before, so welcome to the channel. If you haven't already, uh, please consider subscribing. We're going to come on to the aforementioned new manager in a second, but I'm just reading, and, and I must admit, I nearly fell off my chair. Um, Roy Hodgson, I mean, he, he's, what, 110 by now? But he said, I don't think I'm retiring because I literally just couldn't do it. I mean, I mean, Brad. Yeah, I mean, come on, managers at some point, you've got to say, you know, I mean, the game's moved on. Um, he's, he's he's not been the most successful manager, in, in, in as you say, in trophy-wise in this country. Surely he should be calling it a day now. Yeah, if you do get the odd person in any career, though, that never officially likes to announce the retirement, they always like to leave that open-door policy. I think he is done in football. I, I, unless he's going to go to like Belarus, where Parja is, or wherever it is that Parja is managing, unless he's going to go to some far some country like that, he's mm. not. I, I'd be very, very baffled if he got a job. But you know, David Jason in acting, I don't think he's had a, an acting role for a while, but he's officially never retired. And he said he's, he's always leaving that door open just in case anyone wants to. And I think Roy Hodgson now falls into that category where. You know, maybe Norwich come back up next year and they decide with three months ago they want Roy Hodgson to try and save them after a successful job. Uh, you know, maybe mm. they do it. And it might sound silly, but you're always looking for it to try and prove yourself at any age, aren't you? No, no matter what it is. And yeah, he might never get a job again in the big leagues, but it's a fair point. I, it's a fair point. And uh, and I, I don't like you anymore. <laughs> you say I am old. Thank you very much. But Pidge, I mean, we, we, we spoke to, about him yesterday on, on yeah. your channel. Uh, a new manager, he's done well at Forest Green uh, Rovers. You've got him in. And, I mean, it says it there. I mean, I, I was surprised to see that, but on the BBC, disaster written all over it or just what Watford need? I mean, which well, I, I think you felt to fall on the latter side, don't you? 
Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm really happy with that appointment. He's, um, seems a, like I say, it doesn't mean anything. He seems, you know, really clued on, um, really, really not a nice, approachable bloke, especially, for, um, press wise. He's got that, um, down already. And, uh, yeah, young, hung, like I said already, young, hungry coach, very ambitious. Uh, you see what he's done at Forest Green in that season, last season as well, gotten promoted. Excellent, um, way he plays football as well and it's a um, very attacking uh philosophy and that yeah we we need a bit uh, injection of freshness and i think he likes um you know introducing the youth uh, youth players in as well so the youngsters we sh- should get that sort of conveyor belt between the eight under 18s under 23s and the first team which we've been you know we've been begging for for years you know, ever since ever since around 2009, 2010 sort of season where we, we haven't really had many youth team players coming through. So we've got a crop of very promising youngsters. So um, I think Rob's, that's the key with Rob. I think he, he'll be looking at delving into them in the championship. And I'm very happy with the appointment, definitely. But, I mean, just, I mean, Brad touched on it earlier. Um, would he, and I asked this yesterday, would he be given the time though? You know, I mean, Every time you get a new manager in, and I know Antu's in the channel um, and, and St Thomas think that uh, they want Rogers out, but every time you get rid of a manager, he's literally like scrapping whatever's been done for the last couple of seasons before them and starting afresh. And with your record, do you look at that? Do you look at him and think, oh, well, you know, is he going to be given the time? Because if well, he gets you up... And and you, I mean, you know, I mean, I think it was Alan Shearer said it on Match of the Day last week. He actually said, you know, he's glad Watford had gone down because sacking the manager after seven weeks in twelfth position, and you know, <laughs> nowhere he's coming from. But will will, the, will this guy be given the time? Yeah, well, Shearer's right. I can't, I can't, I'm not going to go against that. You know, we it's absolutely shocking how we've treated some head coaches. To be fair, but. I really do hope they've um, come across, um, the board have come across and said, sort of given those sort of messages where we're looking at a more sort of um, contingency plan and more of a long-term project with Rob. And hopefully he is, because clearly the old model um, is tired, it's old, it doesn't work. It's costing us a lot of money. We're we're quite a a well in debt as well, as far as I know um, at this point. So we, we need to start afresh, a complete clear out in a good way. Uh, like you said, you know, every time you sack a manager at any club, you kind of start from scratch and they put all their new staff in, new players and you, you're literally starting from base one. But this next season has to be base one and we have to clear out a lot of um, coaches, let him bring his own people and he's already brought his trusted assistant uh, from Forest Green as well. So the wheels are turning, the slow turning, but it's it, it's looking good. So hopefully, like to answer that question, it's hopefully 110%. He needs time. He needs to build this at least a couple of seasons uh, to show um, to show what he can do. Basically, basically, giving his giving a young English coach a chance, and yeah, he needs to. They need to let him uh, stamp his authority on the club, implement his ideas, and. Yeah, just yeah. just wipe this stupid reputation. Fingers crossed, fingers crossed, he will be given the time. And yeah, I mean, exactly. I'm here, Brad, and I mean, <laughs> we disagree with Ant very much. Uh, the Rogers out, and very much the Rogers in. Despite that, 
do um, do get over to Ant's um, Leicester fan channel and give it a subscription. It's a great, great Leicester channel, uh, even though if we, we don't agree on, on, on all the things. But he says there, Brad, uh, do, do, do you think managers look at Watford as an easy payout? I mean, they say that some clubs are unmanageable, like in Chelsea, you know, they say the same about that. You know, you can win the European Champions League and get sacked six months later. But I just think, you know, like some managers, they look at it and there's no, well, if I, if I, if I fail at Watford, they'll sack me and I'll get a nice big payout. It's It sounds like a difficult one to answer, but it's probably not. I don't think that's the case. Um, I think these Watford owners might be just a bit naive with with who they hire and what plan they have in mind. I mean, if they give, if they, if they've hired this man on the expectations that in six months time, they're going to be top of the league by 15 points, well clear, and he's going to have them in the premiership, then they're sorely mistaken. I think they put together the wrong plan for the right, for the, for the right type of manager. I think if you give, if they give this man the time to bring in the youth and the best thing about this 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 man working for Forest Green Rovers in the lower divisions and, and we've benefited from it Chris with some of our youngsters is exactly that your youngsters now go on loan years ago you used to probably put someone out on loan just for the sake of putting them out on loan someone who's 33 past it might help a lower league side out with his experience but you just want to get him in the window but now more and more you're seeing a flux of teams put their youth system out and you know, if he knows how to manage that, he knows how to build from that, he knows how to get the best out of the youngsters, then that's going to work wonders for him. But they need to have that basis. It's going to be a two-year plan. I don't think any manager goes there thinking, yeah, great, I'm going to earn myself a couple of mil here. This is going to be easy. Because if that was the case, they'd be they'd be Birmingham City-like. They'd be 15th in the Championship. No one would really care. They'd be going, oh, well, oh, no, I've been sacked after four months. So what am I going to do with all the sack of money? They want to succeed because it damages your reputation. It doesn't matter if you're Claudio Ranieri or you're Isca. You know, this younger manager. Does it, though? Does it, I mean, Pidgeotti, does it really damage the reputation? I mean, you still took on Claudio, even though he, he, he virtually got, I know he wasn't there at the end, but he got full and relegated. How many managers fail at a club? And let's face it, nine times out of ten, a club only gets rid of you if you failed, and yet they walk into another job somewhere else. Mm. Yeah, well, I don't think they don't think they've got a choice because they get paid out anyway after three months after yeah, time. Yeah. But yeah. yeah, I think the players have now cottoned on that the fact that if they stop playing, then the manager goes, and it's happened for about three or four years now. Uh, yeah. I think that has damaged the reputation, it, it, the philosophy at the club. If the if the manager, like Brad said, and I completely agree with the two year plan, if he's there and they said, "Look, he is the head. He decides what's going on. He's not going to be sacked." What you know, the players have got to react, and then in, in the back of their minds, they know this guy's going nowhere. I need to put roll up my socks and and do something about it and start playing well because if I have a bad game, I'm just going to be out. It's not the fact that the, the head coach is going to go. And yeah, it does damage our reputation because it makes us look like a laughing stock. Well, I was going to say, that leads me on. I'm going to say hello to Chester Leicester, uh, West Ham Random YouTube channel. And of course, Scott, thanks for all joining us, lads. I mean, we all sit here and it's, this is your club we're talking about. And, I, as, as Leicester fans, we really don't know everything that's going on at Watford, you know. But fans being fans, does it does it really, really bluntly piss you off that you know everybody seems to have an opinion about Watford, 
and you know we don't really know the full goings on do we um no it pisses me off when pundits do it because um not when true fans like yourselves and all the other pods that i've watched them um, do it because they're you're entitled to your opinion and um if not necessarily disagree with you two but you're entitled to it so i'll take it on board uh yeah. when it's pundits when you're watching the game and within the first five minutes they mention our managers um and it just that's when it gets a bit oh god here we go can i just watch the game without the stupid commentary but we brought it on ourselves, to be fair, so we can't complain too much. If we, we show a contingency plan with Rob, then then if people start moaning and go, oh, you suck managers all the time, it's like, mm, we did in the past, but we've, we're trying to rectify that. But we've made a reputation for us, and like I said, mud sticks, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. It does. Ant's uh, got his knives out for me today. Um, Alex, this was 65 back then. I'll tell you what, and all I'm going to do is sit halfway up the stairs and you won't be able to reach me anyway. Um, so, <laughs> I know, I know, you see, with Ant, he is waiting for the 70s to return because he wants the platform shoes to come back because I'll give him like another six <laughs> inches on his height. Um, we've got a game coming up tomorrow. Um, no, we haven't. We've got a game coming up on Sunday. I keep saying tomorrow. It's a certain matter of... Um, <laughs> He's laughing as well, West Ham. Um, uh, uh, oh, God, I can't get my words out tonight. FA Cup final tomorrow. Oh, it's been a year, Brad, and we've got to hand it over. I didn't say at the start it was like handing over uh, 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 my, my youngest daughter. But we are doing a watch-along on the channel tomorrow. Myself and Anthony, um, 4.15, we'll be doing it for the teams and everything. And, and just having a laugh, if you don't, you know, and, and hopefully it will be a good game. Um, but looking at the game tomorrow, um, uh, uh, Pidge, I'll stick with you for this one. 13 times we've played each other. Um, you've had three wins. We've had eight. Um, you've only won three at home, but we've only won one away. Mm. How are you looking to this game? I mean, you're down. The pressure's off you now in a way. Um, and are you going to come? I mean, Norwich made it difficult for us in the first half, even though you know, we ended up being 3 0. Are you looking at this thinking, yeah, we could actually get something here just for pride's sake? Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, honestly, uh, uh, like I said to you, um, yes, on my pod, which you, uh, you very kindly came on, we uh, said about the uh, my missus went to the game on Wednesday and she was um, impressed with you know the attitude of um, the players that were not usually selected. And like you said, the pressure, uh, and the fact that, the pressure was off with the, obviously the relegation and they had a point to prove because some of them would possibly be their next season. Um, it was, you know, it, a lot of people quite enjoyed it, uh, enjoyed it on Wednesday. And uh, I do believe we can get something from the game. The only problem is though, if we, we sit back and la- allow your, um, shall we say, better players in terms of the Vardys, the Madisons and players like that to start dictating play, then it's, it's going to be a bit of a, yeah. Bit of an annoying Sunday for us. But yeah, the, the players that played on Wednesday, Hodson's come out and said they're more than likely, apart from I think Pedro's um got a fitness test, but apart from that, then I think I think they're gonna be playing. So yeah, yeah, I'll certainly look certainly go in there with um a little bit of optimism, see if we can at least put a performance in and send mm-hmm. the uh, fans home in some small part happy at the end of a really, really poor season. Yeah. Ant says there we can't get more than two minutes on Sky Games without them mentioning Bottle in the top four. And I think if it's the United derby or Liverpool are playing uh, 
um, Man United, Arsenal, Spurs, and and we've got a game on. We don't even get two minutes, so we should take everything we've got. But potential banana skin? Um, it's. I mean, on paper, yeah, you look at relegated side versus a mid-table side. It's a banana skin. Unfortunately, it becomes a less notable and less talked about, and probably even to a worse extent, a less cared about result if Watford do come away with it. Because it'd be like, oh, well, well, well you know, we'll, we'll be sat there going, same old Leicester, start, start something and can never finish it. And, and everybody will go, oh, look at that, Watford beat Leicester. What about the other results? You know, we'll get even less of a mention from other fans. So, yeah, Watford have all the credentials and the ability to do it because all they need to do is win a corner. Let's face it, Norwich are the only team, it feels like, in the history of this season that haven't benefited from having a corner against us. So, as long as you do that, you're guaranteed at least a goal. Uh, and I've got a feeling that we're going to make wholesale changes to to our squad um, over the next three, uh, these last three games. As oh, well, which benefit. Scott said there, he can see the ults have been given a go, which Brendan kind of alluded to uh, middle of uh, of last week, and it didn't happen. In fact, against Norwich, we didn't even fill the bench up. Um, no. This, this is the one thing with Brendan. I get confused. What he says one day and does the next day don't always match up. Uh, I think maybe that had something to do with he, he got his fingers and toes and everything out calculated and realised we weren't actually mathematically safe. I mean, you know, big shout-out statement here. This might cheer some fans up, but could, could you see if Southampton go down? They could still get caught, but that would be a long ass, wouldn't it? But maybe that's the case now. Maybe we're over no, the line. I don't want them to go down. Excuse me. Bournemouth have just come back up. I live, I live just outside Bournemouth. <laughs> Southampton and Bournemouth are my local clubs. <laughs> it's a oh, you'd, you'd, you'd have two games to go to away exactly, from home, wouldn't you now? Exactly. They don't yeah. want Southampton to go down. I was in tears when Bournemouth did. Um, but yeah, I think I think it's um, it all depends, really. Does Brendan go and say, uh, "Let's get another three points, make sure we definitely get a top half finish," and then against Chelsea, you know, right off, let them, you know, they'll probably be crying about losing the FA Cup final, so they'll come at us and go at us, and then it doesn't matter against Southampton. We can have a fun day to try and end the season. Or does he start it now, now that he knows we're safe? Which sounds tragic when you think about it, because the fact we can still finish eight shows you how close it is in proximity. So uh, I just I just feel this might see wholesale changes, maybe not youth, but I can see wholesale changes to the 11. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, Pidge, I, I can see this very much to ending up as a, the nil-nil, as we like to say on this channel, nil-nil last on match of the day game. I mean, you know, if we look first of all at, uh, oh, that's Leicester. If you look at Watford's home form, uh, you've only won two all season. But then again, you know, oh, bear. Yeah, Everton have only had only won one away before they played us. Um, oh, good evening to Statman as well. Are you nervous for tomorrow, Statman? But if you look at Leicester, uh, we've actually, away from home, only won three. I mean, has it? It's got a nil-nil draw written all over it, hasn't it? <laughs> yeah, certainly has. Uh, I, I just hope, just, just for, like I say, we've got nothing to fight for. To be fair, and we we, we just want to see a performance from from the boys to see see out a really poor, poor, poor season. And we're, we're already all of us are mentally looking forward to next season. Now we're just hoping um, Huddersfield do a job on the scum 
um, today and uh, midweek, and they they stay down as well. So we, oh, then we've got like our Luton. derby. So. I like Luton. I love Luton. I'm sorry, <laughs> I'm you know. I'm yeah, I'm a terrier tonight, so. <laughs> <laughs> it's Forest. I don't want to come up. Yeah. <laughs> I'll share that with you. But, yeah. I mean, this is your form going into the game. Uh, yeah. I mean, I don't think that 0-0 was was a bad result for you, given the way, I mean, they did, they did uh, beat us the other day. Uh, they are fighting for their lives. Uh, but obviously, you lost to Palace. You lost to... Bur I mean, yeah. It, it, it's, I mean, the, the Manchester... Yeah, it's a given, really, isn't it? Everybody does that. But it, it's... It, 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 that's the story. Your, your season there is summed up in five, in five games, isn't it? Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. And uh, you're looking at both, both teams. I mean, you've had a poor season. We've had a disastrous one. Um, I expected you guys to be much higher with the, the quality you've got. Obviously, you've got better insight than we have um, about that. But, yeah, we, we expected much better from the glut of the team that we've got because it's so Watford. We've beaten United. We've beaten Everton away. Um, Villa, we've beaten home and away. You know, we we can turn it on when when they're bothered. But that's the thing, the inconsistencies. And like we always say, when you get promoted – uh, any team anyway, but especially when you get promoted, you need to make your home home a fortress. And sadly, we haven't. And that's pretty much what's relegated us is our is our home form. Yeah, I mean, Brad, are you looking? I say you're looking at you know, our form. It's been very up and down all season. The proverbial prostitutes underpants. But I mean, and and no no disrespect to Watford, man, but. I think it probably says more about Man United season that you know you look and think, well, what for beat Man United? But in the whole, that's not that much of a shock this season because most people have, haven't they? Um, no, it's, it's it's still a bit of a shock because even even the team on the worst of form, like a Man U or a Chelsea or an Arsenal or a, even a Liverpool, not so much a Man City, I guess. Maybe not even Liverpool these days, but when they were transitioning, you could have said the same about them. Beating them was m more easy to do because there's chinks in the armour, but it wasn't always. It was still a shock, and I think it still is. And, and I think if you don't treat it as a shock in that sense, I know there's certain clubs that won't treat it as a shock. You know, or losing to Manchester United, no big, no, no big shock there. But if you don't go, yeah, we beat Manchester United and really try and thrive off it. You might as well just not bother altogether turn up for any games in the season because, you know, it, it, it's it's easy to, you know, we, we say don't get carried away. Oh, we only beat Norwich. Well, if we're not going to get carried away when we beat when we haven't lost to Man U in, in what three seasons, yeah, we haven't yeah. lost to Manchester United at least two. I know that much. So if we're not going to get carried away about having a little run against Manchester United before they get back to normal, are we ever going to enjoy football? And I think you have to take. And from a Watford perspective, we remember the dark days of our club, Chris, don't we? You have to enjoy them savouring moments because yeah. in such a bad season, you need to go, well, at least we showed fight. And if someone can get that right consistently or, or at a more consistent basis throughout the season, next attempt, we're not going to do a Norwich and become a yo-yo club. We can stable that ship. We can finish 15th and build on it. And we can, you know, you just have to look at Brighton and, what, and Wolves. The teams that are above us or around us this season in the West Ham. I know West Ham have been in the Premiership more of a longevity, but these teams have done that. They've got in, they've stuck with someone, he's let them build a foundation, and now look where they are. They're challenging for Europe. They're they're making Europe. They're they're getting to semi-finals. They're they're 
they're doing it. And that's just what Watford need for that next step. And it's it's just it's just about enjoying football at its best because if you don't, you'll never enjoy any win. No, no, you won't. Uh, Bidge, I mean, it says here, Watford, you're missing nine players. And this is your sort of final home game. Um, yeah. yeah Firminia, uh, Josh King, Tom Cleverley, Ismail Assar and Emmanuel Dennis all out. But uh, Kamara is available again after suspension and Pedro expected to feature. We, we know we know what it's like, don't we, Brad? I mean, you know, <laughs> injuries, but... I mean, it may not have any choice other than maybe to blood a few few younger players. Yeah, it was really encouraging as well when I saw the um, subs bench. Darren Greaves' boy that I spoke to and said well done to him uh, with his boy um, coming. He's ex-Watford, um, so is his brother as well. And um, he's he was on the bench. Um, we've got a Turkish lad on the bench. Um, Kukur, I think, I think uh, probably really bad pronunciation, but he's he's a very good prospect. Um, Shaq Ford, we've got um, Matty Langston's um, boy in and around the under 23. So, we, yeah, and Morris as well, we've got some from Southampton, um, youngster. Like I said to you yesterday, he came on in the FA Cup game against you guys and looked very, very good. Uh, I would like to see him um, making making a start on Sunday as well. And yeah. like you said, um, it's it's not a bad thing that we've got Sar and Dennis out, to be fair, because they're Really consistently, they've been absolutely shocking, and it's nice to see the Goslins and players like that getting a chance. And Foster's just announced that he's going to be leaving in the end of the season, so it'll be nice to give him a proper goodbye. Because you know, okay, a lot of people, um, from our point of view, would say he's been going on doing his GoPro too much, but as a goalkeeper, he was excellent and you know, thoroughly nice bloke on it, honest and integrity from the guy, and um, yeah. Few youngsters, and certainly we can get, like I said, get a good a goodbye to um, Foster as well on Sunday. Yeah, Brad. I mean, Roy Hodgson on um, Leicester and our front man Jamie Vardy. He said it's he really is what you see. It's enthusiasm, it's work rate, it's desire, talent. Of course, you don't play for England without talent. Well, maybe Roy, you do play for England, but you just played them in the wrong position, <laughs> which was which was Roy's. You know. Kane on corners, Vardy on the left wing. But um, it looks like we've got Fafana back, um, which, which should be good. Uh, but obviously, Ricardo's still out. Um, how do you see this going tomorrow? Do you see... Do you, we've, we've obviously got the A team, if you like, which we, you know, we, we, could, we could pretty much name that, couldn't we? Then we've got yeah. kind of the, the, the B team. Um, and then you've got obviously the team that played Watford in the FA Cup, which is a lot of, of youth players. Which of those three do you think he would go for? What would you go for? I'd probably go for a mix of C and B. Um, I think you're going to see... The thing, see, the thing is as well, is what you've got to do with this opportunity. With the greatest of respect to some players that we obviously know about, or at least we assume will be in the talk of transfers, you've mm. got to get certain players out there to advertise them. You know, you can't sell a brand of anything without advertising it, can you? If you just make a load of great, you know, the best, the next best thing since last spread, but don't tell anybody about it, you're never going to sell any. So you've got to get them out there to show, show, let them showcase what they can do so they yeah. can themselves move on. And I think with that in mind, and, 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 and obviously Brendan, you know, maybe, and I don't mean this to sound blue tinted or big headed or anything, but maybe that's the foundation your manager's going to look at because, the one thing we have praised Rogers for, Chris, isn't it, is 
he bloods the youngsters here. He's been blooding youngsters. You saw it against yourselves in the FA Cup. I think you're going to see a mix of that. I don't know out of the loanees that may or may not have returned who is available. I don't know if, if say, Avante Campbell's available or a, 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 that Wright who was at Cheltenham is available. I'm not totally mm. sure, but I, I'd assume that maybe one of them, one of, one or two of them, maybe I'm not, not sure start at 11, but they come on. If yeah, I'm not sure whether they can come back and play for it. Yeah, I'm I not sure. But I think it's twenty-three. They might be. I don't. I don't know. But yeah. Scott there says Brad. Um, you. I think you've just answered this though. In fairness, as a thought, I'm leaving Tillemans on the bench and playing Alves. But I think, like you said, <sighs> we know he's going. We want to get as much for him as we can. If we're not playing him, but you know, for him to take tomorrow to go and maybe score another Wembley screamer. Yeah, you know, could still add another million pound to his price. Thank you, sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. I, I think Leicester have pretty much accepted the fact that, barring a miraculous change of heart from Tillemans, he's been out the door for several weeks now. But we have seen and we have defended the fact that he's been exhausted. It, you know, for the last three or four weeks because of his playing week in, week out, he's had to fill gaps and, and this. He has never shot his responsibility. And I put a picture up of Twitter a couple of days ago of him and Jamie Vardy. I said, read into it what you will, but let's just make the most of the pair of them because for two different reasons, we're not going to see them in a Leicester shirt for much longer. One mm. obvious is Tillemans is obviously going to go and Vardy's injuries are going to limit his time no matter how many more seasons he's, you know, he's committed to Leicester. And I think Rogers is allowed the player to do that because what that what that also does is whether it's zero point zero 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 one percent chance or not, if you if you allow the player to leave and you allow it to happen on good terms and we get a good fee for him, say like the forty million that's rumored in the papers, um, regardless of where he goes, if you just keep paying him and keep bumping up that price a little bit, so a couple more more million gets chucked on and whatever Leicester can try and negotiate for it, it opens up the door for maybe Leicester's progress and Tillman goes, you know what, I loved it back. I loved it, Leicester. I'm having a bad spell here. I don't wish that upon him. I hope he has a very successful career. But let's just say he goes somewhere and it doesn't quite work out for him and he wants to come back to the Premiership or he wants to move clubs. That He goes, well, Leicester are now with, you know, achieving, achieving, achieving. I'd be happy to come back and it leaves that door open. The last thing I'd I'd want to see in a weird way is Brendan go, well, that's it. We're safe. Sod off then. Sit on the bench. Don't care who are you. You're not in my plans next season. I don't think that's Brendan's mentality. I don't think he does that as a manager. And I'd look, I mean, as, as Ant said there, he may, may not add a, a, you know, a fortune on him, but I, he would learn more from seeing the youngsters playing proper Premier League games than he would pointless in a pre-season game, and I said that when he came from Celtic, he had the last 10 games down um, to, to see us in the Premier League, proper games that he's fighting for points. Uh, Pidge, Bob is, is coming up to 10 years at the club, and I can't believe I can remember si- him signing, it doesn't seem 10 years ago, but you know, it, it, it's, it's nearing his 10th year anniversary, 35 year old he is now, um, I mean, you've had your own sort of um, uh, Jamie Vardy with Troy Dean in, and uh, you know, I can remember every every summer transfer window he was linked with Leicester, and I think that was just he had a bloody good agent because every time he got a, a pay rise, yeah. off offered to stay. It was never going to come to us. Um, what's life like without him? 
Yeah, well, we're looking at it now. We need we need the leader, and uh, Dini, even with with his lack of goals near the end of his tenure, you know, he had that leadership, and we do miss that um, yeah. definitely. Oh, uh, also, we celebrated um, Dini Day as well this week. Um, a certain goal that you alluded to, by the way. So uh, yeah, yeah. I'm going to add you into the celebrations this week, but I better not. Um, but yeah, we answer the uh, to answer the question, mate. Yeah, we do miss him. Uh, in terms of his overall, you know, you always see the the leaders don't have to necessarily be captains, but he was a fantastic captain um, for the club on and off the pitch. And yeah, it'd be nice if he comes back eventually in some sort of capacity, possibly as a coach. I think Birmingham fans don't know how good they've got it. You know, he's a Birmingham fan and apparently he was getting abuse off of some of the Birmingham fans, which I thought was quite ridiculous, to be fair. So if he wants to come back in some sort of coach, coaching capacity with the youth or anything like that, and he certainly helped. But in, in and around the dressing room, we needed leaders and certainly we missed Troy. And just having him at the club in whatever role. You know, yeah, we, definitely. We, we've said this pretty much about um, about Wes Morgan. You know, sometimes your leader doesn't have to be on the pitch. Your leader can be the guy in the dressing room that's sort of G'ing them up and what have you. And yeah. my God, I didn't I didn't realise that you had a Deanie Day. Bloody hell. <laughs> yeah, well, we, we've also got a, a, a happy, happy beat the scum day that we beat them 4-0 in 1997. We still celebrate that, mate, honestly. Um, <laughs> you I was need to win something quickly. <laughs> we, we, do, we do really, really do, mate. I tell you, um, we've, we've still got that second place um, championship trophy shining and glimmering in the trophy cabinet. Yeah. So um, it, it's still there. It's not as um, bright as the one behind you, but... Uh, it, we're still polishing it up, mate, definitely. The thing but, is, yeah. I mean, do, do you on. look at a club like Leicester, and I know yeah. the big six make it, have made it harder since we did that, but it must give sort of clubs like yourselves, and I'm not being demeaning when I'm saying this, but you must look and think, it's possible. You know, Leicester yeah. did it. It, it. it could happen again. You did it in the right way. And I said to you yesterday, you've got an excellent chairman, you've got an excellent board, you've done amazing now, um, the infrastructure and how you've been dealing with it. You know, as much as we don't like Brendan Rodgers for using us as a stepping stone to go sideways to Reading all those years ago, he's yeah. a very good coach. Taking all that away, um, being all the prejudices aside from us, you know, he's still a very good coach. And to be yeah. honest, you were a t you were one of the top six for two seasons. So yeah. you earned that right to be called a top six club. Um, yeah, definitely. So, yeah, but like, going back to your thing with the youth, yeah, 110% when we brought that, if we, you know, we looked, we're looking at the model, like the Germans do it, uh, the Dutch do it. You bring back legends that are compatible um, coaches, you know, they're not bringing them back for the sake of it, but coaches that could really do a job there. And we've got Richard Johnson used to be our midfield uh, mainstay in the 90s. We've got Jimmy Gilligan, who was a fantastic player in the 80s, who were both in charge of the youth team. So we're mm. starting to do that. And if we can get, say, a Troy Deeney back or um, a player like uh, Nigel Gibbs, that would be fantastic. And, yeah, it does It does help. It does help in and around the club, but players that know the club, know the DNA. Um, and it just, yeah, it changes the philosophy of the club. And that's certainly what yeah. we're trying to do here. Now, you know... These because we did we discussed score predictions last night on your show. Um, it's funny how one win suddenly you know we're going to win the league again. But uh, I've kind of gone 
as I say, I did watch you uh, in that Burnley game when you had the lead and you threw it away. And I just think you'll score because everybody else does against us. You know, there's not one of us there, me or the ex-players, think that you won't get a goal in some form or another. Um, but you only got, like Brad said earlier, you've only got to get a corner. But I've gone 3-1 to Leicester. Uh, Imhoff has gone 2-1 Leicester. Walsh has gone 2-1. Tags has gone 2-1. Uh, Steve, bless him, he's gone 2-0 to, to yourselves. He thinks that you... Uh, you will actually win. I mean, I've forgotten about that. But then again, he is very much, he does do that, doesn't he, Brad? He, he, it's yeah. reverse psychology, he calls it. Yeah, and he likes his reverse psychology and it, it lets he, him down quite a lot. He does, unfortunately, as long as it's, as, along with his hatred of Spurs and Arsenal. Ian Wilson, yeah. one, one. Pidge, welcome to you first. You, you, I do know what you're going to say because you said it yesterday. <laughs> uh, I think this could be a potential banana skin. I did think it against Norwich, but I've been seeing... The way the lads responded in the second half, I think we'll do it. I can't predict against my team anyway, which is probably why I'm bottom of the league this season. But uh, how do you see it going, Pidge? Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna say always I always say two one to Watford or always do that. Like like you, I'm completely agree. I don't bet against my team, so I'll go two one. Yeah. But it could easily be a nil nil or one all. But yeah, definitely two yeah. one for me. Yeah, Brad. But you, you put your neck above the, the parapet. What were you going to uh, stick your colours to the mask with? You heard it here first, folks. This is not a drill. I repeat, not a drill. Leicester are not going to concede from a corner for the second game in a row. Unheard of. I know. Shock horror. Stop the press. But you heard it here get, first. I think you get better odds than the 5,000 to 1 when we put the Premier League. Well, well, you're not far off. But, unfortunately, that doesn't stop Watford scoring. I think this defensive mistake in Leicester, there always has been, and I'm going 3-1 Leicester. Oh, good man. The, be- the the men, you know, the men with brains and sense have gone for 3-1 to Leicester. No disrespect, bitch. <laughs> but uh, not a lot of bad no. agrees with me. Nothing taken. Pidge, thanks so much for, for coming on. Uh, I'll send you that message when I finish on the show, and, uh, and if you can spread that about, that would be great. Um, again, before you go, your links are in the description on YouTube, but uh, just give a shout out where people can and find your channel and yourself. Yeah, no, brilliant. Just uh, once again, thank you ever so much, everyone, um, for having me on. It's been a pleasure and an honour as ever. So thank you very much. Yeah, if you, if um, guys and girls, if you can get onto uh, Taylor Made Army TV on YouTube, also on Facebook, we've got the forum Taylor Made Army uh, Banter Forum, and also t- TMA TV Facebook page. And also head on over to Telemade Army on Instagram and TMA underscore TV on Twitter. So, yeah, what fans get your opinions through. And, um, yeah, thank you very much. And can I just say that, like myself, that is not a green screen behind you. That no. is your actual display. And <laughs> and, and you, cleaning it must be, must be horrendous. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, a big shout out to the missus who, who, who's tolerated it all, uh, for like four or five years. So, um, yeah, it's yeah, a bit of a nightmare for moving it around, definitely. It is, it looks great, mate. It looks great. Uh, Jake shows what a fan you are. I'd wish you all the best tomorrow. You obviously know I won't mean it, but good luck for the rest of the season. I hope the new manager works out for you. Um, I hope that he's given the time more than anything. And whether he gets you back up next year or the year after, whenever it is that, again, 
that the, the owners are able to sort of maybe just let you stabilize in, in, in the top flight. Yep. Cheers, guys. So, Thank you ever so much. Thank you. No, thanks right, for coming on. I'll send you that message. Cheers. Take Good care, mate. All the best. Nice guy, and what an amazing background. Yeah, yeah, it is it's something to be envied. That I want to say, it, 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 makes, it makes my look a bit sparse to be honest with you. <laughs> and Brad, I'm not even going to go with yours. Um, <laughs> I let Pidge go because I, I wanted to, the Scots got a question here, but um, I wanted to ask you on that. I'll just uh, give Pidge the, the chance to go. Um, good. Job. We did say that Brendan and Leicester are looking at Vardy's contract, but do you not do you not see him considering his options and maybe going to coaching? Uh, and then he added on there, as I believe Vardy, he could have ideas at the club he part owns over in America. Yeah, but if he's going to do that, he'll go to uh, he'll go to his club in America and do that. I think if he wants to be involved in in a footballing platform, he'll he'll take it there. Look, the door will always be open for as long as he wants it to be, at least for him to come back in in any format. God, we probably even consider him as a manager in 10, 15 years' time, given the chance he's, he's been yeah. that much of a, a legend for it. Uh, but I wouldn't be surprised, you know. I remember a certain Christian Fuchs who was going every year, but then he'd stay and he'd go the next year and then he'd stay and then he and then he almost got chucked out like the like, last orders to be rang Fuchs. Get out the door. No, obviously not. I, just a I, I, remember, so. I remember I get I, I go on uh, 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 I'm not sure his first name Glenn Dinning uh, Barry Glenn Dinning he does the talk sport morning show oh. and on, on the weekends and he uh, he kept saying are you ever going to let him go can that poor man please go and retire and we didn't let him did we <laughs> No, and the thing is, is Jamie Vardy is just so hungry to play football and, and again yeah. this is something that really probably pisses a lot of Leicester fans off. And I know we appreciate him a, a ton. And I know probably more neutral fans appreciate him more. But this is one thing that pisses me off, right? If Mo Salah or Harry Kane or anyone of that calibre, this season, last season, last few seasons, had been injury-plagued and still managed to score 12 goals in 22 appearances, oh, the England coach, their own manager... Pundits, they'd be tossing one off something chronic over it. They'd be going, oh, how amazing is he as a striker to score 12 goals in 22 games? And Jamie Vardy, at the age of 35, just casually goes about it. I mean, they're spuffing their pants over Ronaldo doing it. And look, he's going. He is one of the greatest of all time. I'm not, I'm not saying he's not a world-class man. I'm not saying that. I'm yeah. not saying he's not achieved well for what he's done. You know, you have to look at the individual, not the club club state when you think about it it's all like going oh Ronaldo is it he's like 17th in Manchester United because they're that bad but this guy just keeps proving everybody wrong and there's no reason why Brendan can't turn around and say okay next season we'll manage you where you won't play every game no matter no matter what you do the game before we won't play you if if we feel we can rest you in and and recover you we'll start integrating the DACA Nacho takeover for the front two or front one or whatever. But if we can do that, like we did with Fuchs for two more seasons than we were expecting, it benefits everybody because he's going to yeah. have the rest of his life, or at least until he decides to sell or otherwise, 
He's got the rest of his life to, to, to worry about his American side and set them off and franchise them. No, no, I agree. And I think, look, and I've, I said this when we got Daka, I said, this, we are looking at his long-term replacement, you know. And yeah. So, so I, I saw a few Leicester fans having to go at Daka. Could give some slack, you know. He's he's moved country. It's, it's a different league. Give him a bit of slack. But I can see Vardy... Either a starting games, but only coming off maybe after 60 minutes, yeah. or coming on with on the 60th minute when the you know defense is hopefully knackered from chasing Dakar over. They're all thank God Dakar's going up. Oh shit, Vardy's coming on now, you know. Yeah, yeah. That sort of role for him. And the thing is, yeah, like you say, he, he loves he loves playing. And I think that's the yeah. fact that he knows he he got his chance. A bit like Ian Wright, in fairness, they're both the same. They got their chance to play football very, very late in their lives. It, not say yeah. late in life, but you know what I mean. In in respect that yeah. most most kids have come through the youth systems and they're they're playing and they're playing. You know, he he was at non-league clubs and he was playing with the the. the band on his leg and what have you. And I think he just looks at it and goes, no, I want to enjoy this as much as I bloody can. Yeah. Yeah, and I think if you turn around to anybody with that mindset and the way they're brought up and everything, I think you, if you turn around to Vardy and went, right, here's your choice. Go off into the sunset, mm. take your family and whatever to America and, and run your club for the next, you know, do you want to start that for, for the next three years? Or yeah. do you want to continue playing football at a more controlled level, and before you've even finished, you know, given the, the option in full, he's gone, I'll stand and play football, thanks. And that's the hunger that drives you. Because here's something I want to put forward again, and I'm going to use injuries against the factor, right? How, how old is Harry Kane? Mid mid to late late 20s, isn't he now? He's got to be 27 at least, isn't he? I'll, so I'll, quickly, so. I'll have a look. Carry on talking and I'll have a look. Yeah. <laughs> Harry Kane, right, is already injury prone. Now, that's not a dig. That's just how it is. You do get, you know, when you're carrying the entire weight of Tottenham on your shoulders. 28. With, uh, 28 he's 28. Yeah. He's 28. Yeah. Now, what's got more chance of happening, right? Vardy's, what, 35 now, isn't he? Mm -hmm. I believe. Right? What's got more chance for happening? Vardy's still playing when he's, when he's 38, which would be an extension on his contract and him going into each new year aging. aging. What's got more mm -hmm. chance of happening? Ha him making 38 and still finding a way to score six, seven, eight goals a season through his yeah. play injury, or Harry Kane still playing at the highest level at 32. Because I'm telling you now, Jamie Vardy's injuries have been niggles until the last couple of years. He's, yeah. There's only the last season a bit that he's really struggled to recover and touch wood. He can be managed better, and, and that will help extend his career for the next three years. What What do you reckon, Chris? I'd like to hear all people's opinions in the comments. What's got more chance of happening? Kane making it to thirty-two, playing at the highest level, or Vardy making it to thirty-eight, still playing in the Premier League with Leicester City? Because I think it's Vardy playing in the Premier League of thirty-eight. To be honest with you, yeah. The way Kane's in the go. Like I, like I said, I mean, yeah, Vardy just wants to play and play and play on. Um, it's it, it depends what they want you know i mean they could you know a lot of players extend their careers by going down the divisions and, and playing down there oh. uh, and, and let's be honest with you if kane was to give up tomorrow sky sports would be on the knees at his front door licking his arse saying please come and be a pundit for us 
So there is something. Ah, uh, well, obviously, yeah, obviously. At the end of the day, who wants to listen to that? For them to Jesus play that. If I was Vardy, if I was Jamie Vardy, I wish, um, I'd be looking at that thinking, yeah, I don't want to go down. I've been down there. That's where I was. I've come to the oh. top. I've won an FA Cup. I've won the Premier League. I've won an English Super Cup. You know, you know, Golden boot. I've got this club in America. Let me go over there, and he could play for them. I think if could I was, do, there, yeah. and that is what I'd be doing. And of course, you know, if he, if they get a few million off Colleen, you know, <laughs> the trial. Come on, Team Vardy. Uh, at least Leicester could have won something this year. If she wins that. Brad, I'm going to have to go because I've got a nine o'clock show um, uh, uh, over on Dan's channel. Thanks for standing in for Craig today. Give us a shout out. You are, again, your details are in below. Um, your new podcast, Matter of Opinion, you're doing something about some, some Americans call it sport, I call it dancing around the ring and, 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 and falling over. Men, men in tights. Yeah. Men in tights is insane with what they wear. Yeah, that's it. Uh, yeah, well, I've got. Yeah, sorry, mate. Sorry. Uh, yeah, I've got a podcast channel. It's called A Matter of Opinion. If you check me out on my YouTube handle, which is at Full Time Focus, it's in the bio there. It's episode four is going to be talking about World Wrestling Entertainment, or as you, you older ones might know it as World Wrestling Federation. What is the best area of that company in its whole? We're going to talk about rival companies. We're going to talk about wrestlers, famous matches, etc. Uh, so if you want to know about that i'll be doing a preview for it over the weekend that'll be out probably monday and then it'll be recorded on the thursday night and up for you next friday so you've only got seven days to wait here if you're patient enough but if you don't there is three episodes already up on the channel uh which you can check out and listen back to uh there cheers like chris no problem at all and all i can say i say it every time and i'll carry on saying it bring back big daddy and giant haystacks <laughs> Mate, you're too young. You don't have no idea what I'm talking about. All the best, mate. Mick McManus, Cheers, there's buddy. another one. There's another one. Get the old women with their handbags out down the month for all. Give them a cheer on. That's what I say. Brad, <laughs> I'm going to go because I'm obviously losing it. <laughs> <laughs> no worries, buddy. I'll see you. Thanks for coming on. I will see you tomorrow. No, I won't. I'll see you Sunday evening for the post-match. Um, but hopefully, if we've won... Come and join us. If we've lost, there's always one man and his dog to watch. All the best, Dad. Take care, buddy. Cheers, buddy. Take Cheers, care. Bye-bye. Thanks to Brad there. As always, a pleasure to have him on. Uh, I will be back on before that, 9 o'clock tonight. I'll be over on Turf Morehouse TV. Yeah, it's, it's my, my other channel. <laughs> I'm actually wearing the right colour for them. No, this was my FA Cup because tomorrow we have to hand it over. Uh, nine o'clock i'm on dan's channel doing the predictions um then on saturday put my teeth in on saturday um we will be doing uh this we'll be having uh the watch along for the fa cup final i know we've not got a dog uh, in this race at all but you know what it, it, it's, it's the fa cup and it'd be nice to see who who takes it over from us um I think I, I think Liverpool myself, but hey, we will see. Hopefully, it will be a good game because there's obviously you know it's second play and third, so it will be a very very interesting uh, match. So that's the watch along tomorrow, 
and we start that at 4.15 in the afternoon. And then coming up a couple of weeks after the season has finished, um, oh, oh no, and then after the season has finished, um, Jerry Taggart will be coming on uh, for one-to-one -one chat just about Leicester's season. We've obviously had him on before, and it's you know if you want to see the one-to-one the -one chat I had with him about his career and his time at Leicester, that is on the YouTube channel uh, under In Conversation With. But this is purely going to be doing a uh, season review uh, of last season. And we've got a lot to talk about. <laughs> I think you'll agree. Uh, that is going to be a YouTube-only show. So if you're on Facebook or if you are on Twitter, you will not be able to watch that one. Um, it will be pre-recorded in the morning. It will go out live on YouTube as a premiere in the evening. So uh, you must be subscribed to the YouTube channel to be able to watch that. And please, please do give us a subscribe. It does help the channel. Um, bring back Scotty, too hotty for the entertainment factor of the world. You're older than I am, Scott. You must be. But no, I tell you what, get, get us put me off now the thought of that. <laughs> do subscribe to the YouTube channel. It really does help. And if you want to see Jerry's thoughts on Leicester's 21-22 season, you can only watch it, like I say, on YouTube. Thanks very much for joining in. Thanks to Pidge. Great, great guy. I love his hair and an amazing background. I've got to go something to but catch up with him. Maybe I need to get more shirts out. What do you think? I think I possibly need to get more shirts out. <laughs> Thanks very much to him. Hey, we'll see you um, tomorrow if you can join us at 2.15. If not, for the watch along against Watford on Sunday at uh, 1.30. Take care. Thanks for everybody who watched. Thanks for Scott for being in the chat uh, and Ant and everybody else that was in there. It, uh, it, it does help the show go along when you guys make your comments. I'm off. I will see you tomorrow tonight at 9 o'clock over on Dan's channel. Take care, stay safe, and don't do anything I wouldn't enjoy. Good night now. Thanks for watching Lester Till I Die. This is Chris saying goodbye and see you next time. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. Network.
It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver-assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.